0: would you like to see him in, like, a teaching capacity? You know, how Justice is kind of going around as a cop right now. Uh... I you got to do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's running around as a cop right now trying to arrest the champions. Is that, like, where do you see hey. lightning, and who <laughs> do you kind of want to take next? <laughs> <story?
1: laughs>
2: um, first and foremost, uh, the last time I saw Justice... Uh-huh. Uh, I think he was doing something out in space, and I think somebody called all the Marvel boys, and like he turned, and so did Novar, uh, and all of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was the last time I will recognize
0: Justice. Okay. Um, well, he's a cop now. Until we. <laughs> <laughs> Carpet. I know that's right. You? What, what, what segment of the carpet are you at? Oh, you know, I'm just over here
2: in the sword area. No, oh, uh, the at sword. the stars. So frenzy, I said,
0: hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, not to say what's up. I'm with, I'm in, I'm in Excalibur section. <laughs> <laughs> <Surprised> <laughs> <would I be>. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Keenan. I am LZ. How are you doing this week, LZ? I'm good. You know, it's
2: been a very busy week because, you know, we were like off on Monday. So that just pushes everything back. So work was really busy and all of that. Um, and then, like, I'm getting old, child. So, like, <laughs> there, I remember there were times where, like, after work, I would be like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym and mm-hmm. then, like, I'd do a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, if I'm up, I can go to bed at, like, midnight or, like, midnight. AM, yeah, I'm the night owl.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I was, I'm sleeping by like 9 <laughs> I cannot stay up late anymore. <laughs> you talk about old. <laughs>
2: I do, I do want to say that when this comes out, speaking of you know, getting older and all that, when this comes out, it'll be uh, after your birthday. So, happy birthday to you, everybody. Thank you. I'm sure you yeah. guys are in line and wish Keenan a happy birthday. Um, yeah. I Wish you nothing but love.
0: You know, you know I love you. <laughs> Don't give me emotional. Don't give me emotional right now. I can't I can't I can't let people see that side of me. <laughs> Stone face. <Okay. laughs> but no, I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um yes, my birthday is coming up. I will be older again. <laughs> but one thing that never gets old is these comic books. So let's go ahead and let's get into talk about those for the week. Um Oh, my gosh. We're going to start with Justice League. (laughs) Okay. Now, Justice League League is written by Brian Michael Bendis, and it has art from Dave Marquez. Um, There's also a backup going on, Justice League Dark from Ram V and artist Zermeco. Now, the Justice League Dark backup is phenomenal. Ram V is telling such an exciting story that is taking these characters on this like magical journey. Merlin is trying to find these lost books to empower himself. He wants to probably rule, destroy the world. We all know how that goes. And the team is working together to find the books before him. Now, I don't know if you remember, I told you that always, Zaytan has well, been having some it's like the bad guy. I'm always so used to hearing him be like good
2: and outside of when he's I'm, the bad guy. I think <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, when you read old King
0: Arthur or any of that kind of stuff, uh-huh. it's usually the one helping out, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no, he's, he's definitely kind of, like, bad hair. And he has, like, this really nice design. It's got, like, this the old Arthurian legend kind of sword and sorcery look, but it's, like, modernized. It's got these feathers in his armor. It's hot. It's hot. He's got, like, his hair cut. He's looking okay. good. Um, and... We find out why Zaytana's been having her confidence issues. So while they're in this big library looking for these mystical books, Ragman actually picks up a book, and the book is titled Justice League Dark 2021, and, and it says it's written by Ram V. And so when he opens it up to a random page, it gets to, like, section 28 of the book, and it says... This is where the readers find out that Zatanna hasn't been using her magic because the upside down man is still trapped in her body. And one of the characters is going to find out right now. <laughs> and that's where, Ragman... <laughs> and so, like, that's where Ragman closes the book. <laughs> He's like, what? That is really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like really dope to see. Um, And then that's going on. But the backup is super exciting. The main Justice League story, however, I don't know. This is, like, <laughs> we talk about Bendis a lot. We've talked about him and how he is a legend, you know? He I mean, has done things in the comic book industry that a lot of people still do to this day. He elevated tons of characters who have huge platforms right now. He's created a bunch of fantastic new characters who are going to have longevity in Marvel. And I don't know about DC yet, but Marvel um, for a long time.
2: And but. All- uh, written so many like iconic stories for Marvel that mm-hmm. I have been not only like the general public know, but have been turned into movies and all that kind of stuff. So and even
0: guys own creator own stuff that's been really amazing and gotten high praise. This Justice League book's not good. <laughs> and this is Bendis, all of his ticks, all of his nasty little bad ticks that you kind of can glaze over. All wrapped in one. The oh. bend to speak is at an all-time high. The plot is so decompressed. The characters feel so out of place in how they talk and how they speak. I still don't know what Naomi's powers are. He keeps telling me how she's this, she this. This is 62. <laughs> 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 now mind you, he okay. hasn't been writing this book for all 62 issues, but. He's been writing long enough. First of all, he's been writing Naomi long enough that I should know what her powers are right now. Did she also years.
2: write her solo book? Didn't she have a solo book?
0: She has been appearing in Action Comics. She has appeared in just Young Justice. She had her own little miniseries. Now she's here. I still do not know what this girl's powers are. She comes around to do nothing. Apparently, she can fly. She caught Superman in this issue. And there's a little blurb about how she's this Omega powered being, but they still don't know what it is. And I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't even care. She has a TV show coming out. Right. So We don't know anything about this girl. Where's she from? The planet they're on now. Candy, I don't even remember the name of it. (laughs) 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 Um, But they're there. Um, Queen Hippolyta comes to the Hall of Justice and she runs into Flash and she talks about how in the first encounter she was kind of rude and she didn't mean to be that way and Flash is telling her, don't worry, we haven't even had a second thought about it. And yeah, he, and he even says, he's like, oh wait, that sounds rude. <laughs> but they, he, she, they say something about how he sent them to Naomi's universe and then he realizes he miscalculated so they have to go meet them there and they're talking about how the world is poisoning them and it's affecting all their powers and they have to get back. But then another big bad comes and he says hey to Naomi and issue ends. It's just not. It's just not I, I just don't enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and I'm, that I, sounds
2: like the Legion book that I had with him writing. Um, You know, I'm a big Legion of Superheroes fan. And the to speak was just. <laughs> you could literally have changed any of those characters into anybody else, and it wouldn't and, be
0: changed. And that's all this is. And it is just like. So, and his, I do not like his Black Canary. Oh, you know, I love me some Black Canary. I cannot yeah. stand his Black Canary. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I feel like she's like, probably a part of the reason you picked the book up. It I just like, his- and she, and she, she is. And her and Hawkgirl are having their powers affected in the opposite way of Superman, whereas he's getting weaker. They're like super strong her canary cries, like, knocking people back into galaxies and all this stuff. It's amazing for her in a power upgrade type of way. But the way she speaks and the way she acts, I just can't get into it. Mm-hmm. So if I had to get the main story anything, I would get a 2.5 out of 5. Mm, and and nice. it's only getting a 2.5 because of Marquez's art. It is fantastic. Oh, yeah. He
2: is he is also another one that's, like,
0: a legend. Goated. Carries story Like, Carries yeah. this story for us. Um, however, in that same regard, the Justice League Dark backup, I would give that. Uh, I would only give it a three point five out of five, just because it's so short. If it was like an, its own issue, I would, I could for sure give it a four out of five. Out of 5. Um, but even so, and and it's even so because in this backup, in the few issues that we've had, V has progressed that story more than Bendis has progressed his main story in Justice League. So <laughs> <laughs> he's doing that eight pages. Let's
2: see. <laughs> I'm the kind of bitch that would be embarrassed. <laughs> if if we're in the same book and your book is doing a lot, your portion of the book is doing a lot better than mine, I would feel embarrassed.
0: I just, I don't know. that, But that's that's Justice League for you. Uh. Um, next up, a good book, The Swamp Thing, number four, written by Ran V. <laughs> <laughs> so this is him you know? on his own book. Yeah, this is up. him on his own book he has art from mike perkins and the art from mike spicer they are like a fantastic team together on the art in college they create such a um, sense of mood and tone like it's very horror-esque um but it's also kind of sad oh it's good and so in this the main character levy he's the new swamp thing he is in the green and he is meeting the former avatar of the green eric holland and they're basically just kind of going over what the Green is and they talk about how it's memory and how it is the collective of every person who has basically come across the earth and everything that it knows but someone's corrupted it and it's like having trouble remembering things and so apparently the green is having trouble remembering the goodness of humanity And and it's basically gonna destroy them all soon well. And, <laughs> because remember everything horrible was done. And so on the flip side of that, uh, Levy's homegirl, Jan- Jennifer, she's also in the green with him. And she has been found by another avatar of the green who's kind of taking her through it, telling her, you know, if your friend is here and he truly has been taken, he's not going to be the person you know him as. And you got to start getting ready for that because you're going to be terrified of him. So when Levy goes to the green, he finds this being he kind of discovers that the day his dad died, his brother was trying to create some magical pact with the demon to save the dad that failed, and that is what corrupted the green. Oh. Yeah. And so they get back to the uh, real world. He's now got to, I guess, go find his brother, but the people who were kind of investigating him, they find a portion of the plants that he brought back from the green. The guy calls Amanda Waller, and Amanda Waller is like, I need you to send some. Like, have you ever heard of the Holland Project? And so it's her and the Suicide Squad. And so it looks like they're gonna come looking for Swamp things, soon.
1: Oh, very okay. good book.
0: Harley, Fairly good book. Um, Harley was not on the page. I don't think. It was. I don't even remember. I just. I really only saw Waller. <laughs> 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 like, there was a people in the back, but you know the. Um, I think Peacemaker was in there. Uh, Cause you know the Suicide Squad has changed. I don't. Know, uh-huh. I don't actually know if Harley's on the new iteration of the team. Well, I didn't know it,
1: that. It,
0: it it changed po- uh, post Future State. Oh. Yeah, yeah 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 But um, I would give this a four out of five. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure, four out of five. Um, again, story's good. Mm-hmm. It's 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 giving. It's doing what it needs to do. Okay. Sorry invigorating some Swamp sort of Thing. Because I needed it. <laughs> Next up on our list is Black Cat number seven. It's another superstar team. That's Jed McKay and Mike Dowling on the art. So, Jed McKay's getting up there, too. Line. You know
1: what? I think
2: I might just jump into this. I was trying to, like, catch up on some sure. other stuff sure. and read the the first volume of Black Cat that he was writing before this one. But I really enjoyed his Taskmaster Like I think that was one of the Probably in my top five books From the year so far
1: Um, Okay
2: And if he is doing that with Black Cat Then I should
0: probably jump in So in this one, uh, Black Cat's mentor Fox, he uh, formed a deal With this giant demon to He gave him the deed of Manhattan So the demon would give Fox and Felicia Immortality Felicia's like, you know, you kind of screwed over the whole town of Manhattan. She's like, I'm a person. I'm not a hero. She's like, I do what I need to do. I do bad things to get my way. She's like, but I even have my limits. I even have my own reputation and just a conscience that I have to listen to. So she goes back to the place where the deed is, and she blows it up. And she, the deal with the demon becomes broken, so he comes to grab Fox, and she gives up her immortality. But the entire issue is basically her kind of going through the story of how she gets into this place and how she makes this deal and how she outsmarts him. And this is really poignant and it's really well done. It's a great look into Felicia and just how she is. And, again, she's, the, she's not a hero. She does what needs to be done, and that sometimes is a bad thing, and she still feels it. But even so, when the demon's taking the guy, he's like, you know... You did what you needed to do you are who i raised you to be who i taught you to be and i love you and she's like crying and she loves her and then she goes back to her mom, boss girlfriend odessa drake and they like kiss in the dark it's a nice little cute ending okay and for the lgbt during pride month i know that's right you know um i yeah four out of five i think this is a nice little ending to this, this particular arc Again, it moves Alicia Four in a way. She's just a very interesting character. I'm into You know it. what?
2: I've been really enjoying you reading this, and it's kind of was making me want to jump into it too. Because I remember when before this started, you were like, oh, I would think I like Black Cat, but I've never read anything about her. Uh, I really want to jump mm-hmm. into it. And like, I feel like this series has really taken off and shown you more yeah. of her as a
0: character. Yeah, absolutely. She is that girl. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I put her in the top ten just yet. But she working her way there. This, she might be working her way up there. Okay. And we've had some. We've had, we've had some shockers this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. This year has definitely
2: so, been um so. another one for the books of realizing some characters.
0: more Than others. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, but next up on our list, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to talk about this one too. We have Immortal Hulk number forty-seven. That's Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. We are we are boiling down to the end of this run, and I know I've kind of like skipped a couple of issues talking about this one, but again, I know y'all ain't reading Immortal Hulk just yet, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> we're going. Might when it's all it sells well. when it's all collected, I'm, okay? Consistency, I love it. It
1: sells um,
0: well. But if you haven't been reading, when it's a full uh, omnibus with its 50 issues, I expect everyone to get it. Um, but this issue in particular was great because it's narrated by She Hulk. Oh. Basically, the Avengers have run into the Hulk and they're all fighting, of course. And so it's talking She Hulk is talking about, you know, just her proximity with Bruce and how she feels everybody kind of getting more angry while they're around him and she can feel and she can sense like chaos and like gamma radiation just emanating off of him and infecting everybody and she talks about her experience with it and how he's created all these other hulks and all this other stuff and he's fighting the avengers um and then gamma flight pops in and gamma flight is a new team that has been basically tracking the hulk and it's titania Crusher creel puck is on it um doc samson's in it so they show up, and, of course, they're all people who fight the Avengers all the time. So Krill's like, yeah, I want to fight Captain America. Titania's like, yeah, I'm going to fight She-Hulk, obviously, because who else does she <laughs> tussle with? <laughs> I love <Titania. laughs> And while all that's going on, you know, Black Panther and Thor kind of trying to fight Hulk down and beat him up. Thor even, like, breaks his hand off with his hammer. He, like, fries it off with lightning and the hammer. But then Hulk grows it back. And he's doing it over his face, and Thor's, like, suffocating to death. So Black Panther comes in and cuts the arm back off. Like, it's just really intense. It's, like, really good stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so through it all, Betty Ross is back as well, and she has been turned into a gamma-radiated creature. She's, like, a red harpy. They call her harpy now. Mm-hmm. Um, She's got, like, these bird wings and these little claws. So it's real nasty. And <laughs> she's basically called <laughs> Jen, and she's like, you know, you see all this chaos. You've seen the green door, which is how the Hulks have been kind of coming back to life. And you know about all this stuff. You know the chaos. She's like, what are you going to do? And so Jen is just like, damn. And so she does one of her big, like, you know, her one of her signature moves is she claps and, like, pushes everybody back with a giant shock wave. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And she does that, and so it's shoots everybody back. She grabs Hulk, Harpy. They go with Game of Flight to get out the way. And... She's just like, yeah, I know that chaos can't combat the Hulk. It's like love. And then the final page is like Hulk and Harpy making out. It's like these two giant monsters kissing. It's gross. Um, Sounds nice to Uh, me. But you know. (laughs) It's nice. It's it's just really good. uh, It was a really great issue. I'm really excited to see how this ends. 50th is number. is the last one. Um, 4.5 out of 5. For sure. For I sure.
2: feel like Mortal Hulk has really been one of those books that has been so consistently praised that
1: mm-hmm.
2: I would not be surprised if this run becomes one of those like iconic must read
0: Oh yeah. I, mean, I I I've said it before. I'm never going to read a book about the Hulk again.
2: Well, I saw you getting straight up to you after this, right?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not reading that. <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, who, I'm not either. Who's writing it again? Oh, um, Danny Cates.
0: Oh, yeah. I do
1: no, 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 no. Cates. Cates. Yeah. Yeah, Cates. the dude who writes Venom. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, No, I'm not reading that.
2: Yeah, I. That's, that's not for me. That's not for me either. But I feel like it's going to say I know that. <laughs>
0: You know, and it's, it's really interesting to see which of these characters kind of sell and don't sell. Because, you know, did you see the promo for the new um The Death of Doctor Strange?
2: Yeah, I did. I saw that they were going to be coming out with that
0: later this year. And I was like, is there a Doctor Strange book going on right now? <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was like, this just feels really random. But again, I think of Doctor Strange is one of those characters. He's had a lot of solo runs as well. But I was like, have they ever actually sold well or done well? Because I never hear anyone talking about them. They just kind of pop up. And now here we are again. He's about to die.
2: So. I don't think they do so well. I don't know why. I don't know if maybe they just haven't really tapped into like more things to explore for him. But I don't really think his solo books sell that well. Otherwise, they wouldn't relaunch them. He gets a new one like every year.
0: Uh, they need to make clear the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh,
2: I, they haven't done that yet. They never did that story before.
0: No. It's time though.
2: I wonder she who. Did, they- I mean,
0: it's been like. Wicking. I
2: thought he don't do magic.
0: I mean he doesn't, See, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean what do you I don't know what you were thinking? I don't know what you want to He doesn't point. But... <laughs> hey, we're gonna take it. <laughs> All right, let me get to the next book on this. Uh speaking of magic. Um Heroes Reborn number five. Now this is the event of the summer. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Jason Aaron and RM Guerrero Guerrera would do this issue and this issue oh my gosh. This issue is all about uh, Nighthawk. I'm okay. a Nighthawk fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what
2: Jason L fighter that was I uh, isn't he from Chicago? Yeah.
1: From
0: Chicago? Yeah, that's him. The story that Jason Aaron told in this book, man, let me tell you. So he basically has Nighthawk. He, um, in the beginning, Craven of this universe is Nighthawk's enemy. He's like donning his suit. He's trying to break into this prison to kill him. Um, but Nighthawk stops him. And then he goes into this mental war where he's fighting off all of these other people who he has already beaten back. There's like a crazy version of Moon Knight in there. Sabretooth is in there. Um, somebody in saying that. that was pretty cool. And they talk about just him and his past, and how he grew up, and how he deals with all this like anger and just like madness and rage, and how he relates to these like sociopaths and serial killers. And I'm just like, yes, this is my kind of story. Um, and they're just like fighting, and his sidekick is Gwen Stacy, who goes by the name of Night Gwen. Well, he calls her Nightbird, but she likes to call herself Night Gwen. Oh. And she has been, um, like kidnapped by his a villain who's kind of like this Venom type of hybrid thing and villain, uh, not Venom villain, villain, Venom Green Goblin hybrid type of villain and so we see a flashback that he was also partnered with Falcon in the past and that this Venom Green Goblin guy killed Falcon and now he's trying to kill Gwen the same way but of course Nighthawk kind of saves her and they talk about how they don't kill and so, but she ends up killing him anyway she's pretty hardcore okay and- but they basically, um, at the end, they stop the uh, breakout of this prison, mental hospital type of situation, and they're going through the files, and they see that all of the inmates have been returned to their cells except for one, and that is Miss Maya Lopez, codename Echo, and he sees the video footage of her being escorted out with, like, Captain America Blade and all that stuff. And he's like, what is going on? Because he also has a sense that this world isn't right, but he's saying, he, like, knows, he's like he still feels like he is exactly where he's supposed to be, and he doesn't want to be the person who tries to take that away from him. And that's when he sees them on the screen. Oh. So, is she still a phoenix? Or no? Yeah, yeah she is, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the second part of the story is Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis again, and we see, it's called The Quest of Ronin, and we see, like, a Ronin fighting Nighthawk. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to figure out something and I right about this world, blah, 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 blah. They're going tussling back and forth. We end up seeing this Ronan go back to Wakanda because he is Black Panther. And oh. as he gets back, that's when Steve Rogers, Echo, and Blade walk up on him. And they're like, we know you're not in the right world either. We need you to help us. And that's what the issue is.
2: So that was Black Panther, as in T'Challa, right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
2: It's always interesting that whenever so, he's in Elseworlds, they like try to like take him into space.
0: Yeah, Um no. it's. Um,
2: I only say that because I know that what if cartoon he's gonna be the Star Lord, and then oh, is he? Yeah, and like the what if mm. uh, cartoon series that's coming out, it's what if T'Challa was
0: Star Lord, like if he was picked up. I mean, I guess when you're already on the ground, where else is there to go? I
2: know
1: that's well, I like it. No complaints
0: for me. All right, all right, all right. Okay, and so, oh, I would, I'll read this. This was a good week for comics. I'll read this four out of five, too. Like, the Nighthawk story was like amazing. I actually read it back to back before i even read the second part of the story with uh black panther and him meeting you know with steve robinson like i went back and read that entire nighthawk story because it was everything i love okay. this is a he's the the origin gave you a vibe of obviously batman but then you still get a little bit of moon knight in there you get a little bit of spider-man in there um the villains he dated black cat it was just like yeah this is great cool. this is what i read comics for (laughs) you know what maybe
2: i'll i'll read heroes reborn when it's all done as like a nice elseworld story that i could check out i'm interested to see whatever they do coming out of heroes reborn though are we gonna be a big research into their adventures books like what's going on i
0: know i know again i know they're doing this thing called heroes return and so i'm pretty sure that's going to be the new avengers team so i'm I'm pretty sure the team that's being formed in this book is going to be the New Avengers team. So Steve, Blade, Echo, um, T'Challa, the Starbrand baby, maybe Groot? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe Akoya, because Marvel's really been pushing Akoya lately. Yeah. Is she doing something with Iron Fist, I think I saw? She she popped up in his book. I don't know what she did, though. Oh. Hmm. Um, but that's that. And so the next, oh, so th- these are the final three books on our list. And you know, we're again, we're coming live from the green carpet. And so I'm gonna kind of do these all together since it is one big event for the Hellfire Gala. We finally entered it, and that is for Marauders number 20 by Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lalli. We have X Force number, tw- I'm sorry, that was Marauders number 21, and X Force number 20 from Benjamin Percy and Joshua Kassar. And then Hellions number 12 from Zeb Wells and Steven Segovia. Now we finally enter the gala. How do you feel about the gala as a whole?
2: Uh, it's fun. Like as a as a whole, like kind of kickoff to an event. Um, yeah. I I'm interested to see how the setup for this and the payoff kind of works because it feels as though it, since we start with Marauders, you are you know starting with everyone kind of arriving for the event and um the issue ends at like midnight. So it's like after yeah. whatever something major happened. So it seems as though all the other books are going to be basically like building to that moment or whatever before midnight. So I thought that was an interesting way to kind of build something up. I don't think we have really had a X book kind of do that in a while where you kind of see the ending already and kind of work your way backwards. Um, so that's interesting. I thought that the little playful uh, setups in all of this were kind of fun. You know in this marauders mm. book you had the the cuckoos kind of uh, they're reading like that one girl from verendi's mind and they're trying to make her mm. remember my personal guess is that she is also a cuckoo and mm. they like they made her forget that she was or something um okay. or like something <laughs> kind of made her forget and now they're kind of waking it up and making her remember um and then, uh, yeah, I thought a lot of the cameos in it, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, but, like, the, by cameos, I mean the celebrity cameos. Like, yeah. they were obvious moments where comic characters were, were interacting with a celebrity. And it was like, this is clearly like somebody got to deal with Marvel or ABC <laughs> and Disney. And they were obligated to be in this book. But again, I was like, who even is this? <laughs> I don't know who this is. There was a moment in Hellions where um, Exodus was like talking to someone and they were like, oh, long time no see. And I was like, who the hell is that? But <laughs> but <laughs> I, and I still don't know. So if anybody knows, tell me. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting little kind of setup. I really liked the end. Uh, to g- jump back to Marauders, I really liked the. the I won't call it a backup story because it was still written by Jerry Duggan, but like the flashback story. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of pulled everything full circle and they talked about the Hellfire Gala before you also. I appreciate when things like this are done and like mm-hmm. the past is brought back up and like respected because Marvel has never rebooted before. So. Yeah. Um, and because of that, some things can kind of get forgotten, or um, I think sometimes certain (laughs) certain plot points fans take further than I think that they were supposed to be, so like they think that they should be canon, even though I don't think they are supposed to be, like it was just a story. So I do appreciate when like certain things are brought back up, like Sebastian is the one who started the Sentinels. (laughs) 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 And I don't, I feel like a lot of Like readers kind of forgot that part (laughs) about him because that was a story that happened like back in the 80s or whatever, like when he was kind of introduced back before Phoenix Saga, I think. So I liked in Marauders that this kind of brought it back around. That even brought back like the old art. I don't know if these were the actual pages from just remastered or just remastered, but I I liked it. I don't know anything about this
0: Lourdes girl or whoever. I mean that's all. That was literally her only issue. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah like so and that's all there is
2: <laughs> yeah so uh, I guess we'll see more of her going yeah. forward I guess she's a teleporter too so
0: uh, I thought it inter- was interesting um, Emerald's in of like how you said they did the, the ending of the issue was at midnight and it seemed like obviously everybody was kind of going through it something had just gotten announced and it had shaken a lot of the political leaders up but I also thought it was interesting, you know, we already know that Magneto was supposed to kill somebody at the gala. No one seemed to really mention any type of murder or death or something like that. And so it makes me wonder
2: That's if... It makes me think that I don't think he's going to kill anyone.
0: Okay. I mean, I always thought he, he was just going to be set up. I mm. didn't think he would actually kill anybody. Um, but I thought that was interesting. It was like, everyone's kind of reacting to the news. So it's like, does he kill someone in the middle and they just keep partying? Does he kill <laughs> someone? <laughs> and then we still get the announcement later. Do uh, he Does he actually kill someone after the announcement? Are these people just leaving because of whatever? It just got announced. So I'm, it, I'm interested to see how the rest of it flows out. Uh-huh. Um, moving on to the X-Force issue. That was, I love Deadpool. So, (laughs) I thought this was a very fun issue. I will also say that the character arc that Beast has had, Deadpool, (laughs)
2: Deadpool is annoying as shit to me, but I understand the purpose he serves.
0: (laughs) He is fantastic. Um, I will also say that the character arc that Beast has gone through to become this really despicable character is so well done. Yes. And it has been carried so seamlessly from writer to writer to writer across multiple eras of the X line since Decimation. When it is when it really started because he was trying to like figure out a way to cure it or fix it and that's when he originally kind of started working with Dark Beast. And then we've just seen it move on from like Secret Invasion um, to when he did the he killed a bunch of the scrolls to what, what, what was the trial of uh, Beast when he brought the 05 back without anybody's permission. He's just been going down such this horrible path, and it feels so believable, and I'm kind of into it. Yes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Self-righteous, oh. and like,
2: I'm going to do what I want to do, and I am the smartest person in this room. Don't question me, Beast. Has been so consistent, because that's who he is.
1: <laughs> okay. But
2: But I will say that not every writer, like, is good at like portraying that sometimes they'll just mm-hmm. stick to him being like you know super smart and oh my stars and garters kind of thing mm-hmm. but I appreciate like you said the, the writers that actually show his personality and it's been so consistently shown that uh it mm-hmm. might be time to set up a, some <laughs> space in the hole <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I think it's time for him to go down there.
0: <laughs> Is, um, yeah, cause he's, he's getting there. What he was doing at this party was, oh man. The spying and using like the telephonics to like
1: mm-hmm. spy
2: on the people. First of all, it's gross cause they look like germs crawling all over the people. Um, and again, shout out to Joshua Cassara's art. I, I enjoy his art a lot. Um, and the way that he's able to kind of convey the, the germy things crawling on them was really cool. Uh, I do want to know, though it's been so consistently shown through these books that like when Tony arrived, he didn't he didn't go through a gate. he flew there and he like didn't want to wear a a
1: leaf uh, yeah, flower uh, yeah
2: and was do you think that was just because he didn't want any kind of like to be tracked or anything by them or there's something more sinister that he has
0: um no I, I i truly think it was kind of what he said like i don't trust any of you and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I honestly i respect it because <laughs> hey like i'd rather you be a problem like you know and I, I i love the dichotomy of the relationship they showed between tony and steve and the rest of the X characters. Yeah. where Steve is, like, again, very kind of open and welcoming to it, and he's, like, seeing things, and Tony's very much like, nah, <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> Tony was like, I don't know what the hell y'all going to
2: be doing, but... Uh,
0: Tony well, was like... Whereas,
2: I, Cap at the end was like, you know, I've seen people talk about some stuff like this. Good luck. I don't yeah. know how
0: well it's going to turn out, but good luck. So, and I, I love when the X-Men are getting along with Steve Rogers.
1: Here,
0: well we'll it's, like, it's, it's what it should be. I do, I also, uh, this just again, uh, back to Marauders really quick, but when uh, Emma was having that moment where she was looking at Steve, she was like, you know, what's one night? <laughs> you know. And seems like, was
2: like, like I, maybe I see some now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you
0: know, I think I got it. Kate's like, you no. Know. <laughs> um... And then I think the strongest issue of this opening of the Hellfire Gala was definitely the Hellions issue by far. Um, Consistent. It's it's also made me realize something, though, and that is that while it is amazing, this is probably going to be my last issue of this book. Oh,
2: damn. I just.
0: I, I, it, it is so funny. It is so well written. The character bonds that are forming are done so well. You feel like the connection between the team members. Nanny is absolutely hilarious. You love the way that she hates Sinister because it's like, I hate Sinister <laughs> the same way. Um, she cracked that bottle and was ready to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> she was getting wasted. She said mama was <laughs> okay. Mom was
2: Peter,
1: out. Okay. Peter, leave me
0: alone. I'm <laughs> okay. Um... But I just, I just do not care about any of these characters. <laughs> is it Psylocke? Um, no, it's not even her. It's really like Graco, Wildchild, and Orphan Maker. And Alex. <laughs> 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 and, and, you
1: know, and,
0: uh, <laughs> and, and, honestly, Psylocke is the only one. I, Psylocke and Psylocke, Sinister, and Nanny are like the characters I actually enjoy in this book. And then even with Psylocke, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I enjoy it, but I also kind of already read this story with Betsy. And it's like, I get y'all are different characters, but you running around using the name in the suit. I literally have seen this before, and I was over it then. Mm. So... (laughs) um, Yeah, so I was like, okay, it's like, cool, I get it. Like You're doing your thing. You're getting some great character development over here, but it's just like, yeah, I already read this. And... I don't like any of the men on the team. And Nanny, I'm gonna miss Nanny. Yeah, that's She's my girl.
2: I've only really ever been into this book because it's just so well written. <laughs> um, I mean, you know my brand. I've talked about my brand on this show. Like none of my character, none of my brand is represented here. But like, it's so well written that I'm into. I'm into what the stories being told here. I do like sinister mm-hmm. in this. Um, I think my favorites in there are probably Sinister, Psylocke, and, uh, <laughs> Whenever Exodus shows up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, that's my favorite part, <laughs> whenever he shows up. Um, but, and I really wish he was, like, in an ongoing or something, because that would alleviate a lot of my issues with, with only getting crumbs, but I like, I like Hellions a lot. With this book, you see, uh they only, Psylocke and Havoc were invited. (laughs) And, you know, Sinister shows up and is like, look at my outfit, (laughs) hello ladies, get in formation. (laughs) Um, Only Havoc and Psylocke are coming with me, the rest of you bums, stay at home. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't like that, obviously, so they end up crashing the party and just hijinks and stuff there.
0: Well, you all, y'all come in causing a scene in the party, getting drunk, breaking glasses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did like, though, um, there was another cameo in this book from A Fave of Mine. Polaris shows up.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: I appreciated the conversation that she had with Havoc because um I'd have been here. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> um, but I did also really appreciate that they are really defining that they are not together. He is still, like, whatever, in love with Maddie or or just wanting to do right by <sighs> her or something. I <sighs> don't oh, know. But whatever. And of course, players is like, hey, it's nice that you still like that girl. But. <clears throat>
0: Okay. I don't know. They made
2: the decision. She's not coming
0: back. (laughs) And and that's the other thing about Alex, too. Like, you are sitting in here pining about Madeline Pryor, your brother's ex wife, who is a clone of his current wife. Yeah. You're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's getting weird. Like, you need this cello. You need to calm down, sir. It's not that deep. Um, You're on the Island
2: Fella Girls.
0: There's too many men in this book. Where are Fantasia? Sienna Blaze, Trinity. These are the people we want to see.
2: Yeah. I mean, Mastermind. I feel like I would not be surprised if later Mastermind probably joins this book eventually. Jeez. And I would not be surprised if Wells ends up expanding this roster post Gala. Okay. Because it looks like they're going to be dealing with they're going to be dealing with Otherworld. Basically, like their other world counterparts.
0: Are really mm. they we'll see. I mean, for now, I'll keep up with the book via Marvel Unlimited and oh. reviews from my friends. Um, but, I mean, unless the roster changes, then maybe I'll run back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you now, know, I'm, would I'm, you, how I would you rate it? all three of these books? I would rate Marauders a three out of five. I felt like it was a very soft opening. Um, Again, kind of just like a meeting of the people of the gala, I would give X Force a 3.5 out of 5. I loved the entire scene of Beast and the telephonics and like how he was treating people. While I did enjoy the Deadpool aspect, I don't never necessarily think it was completely necessary. Yeah. Um, I mean... And. I would give Hellions... Oh, it just keeps getting better and better. I would give Hellions a four out of five. I thought the art was great. the team was great. The team like, Oh, well, and Betsy even popped up for a little quick second. Her and Quan oh, had a moment. Oh, that's right. Her so and Quan had like, a
2: moment. How'd you feel about
0: that? I mean, it's fine. They're going to be like friends now. I like... The, the, their entire situation was always kind of weird. Um, and I like that Quan finally been able to deal with, like, yes, this happened to me, but it also happened to you. And I was mad at you about it, but I've also gotten it out of my system now because I know it wasn't completely your fault.
1: Yeah. And I
2: actually did appreciate her saying, like, you know, I don't think she necessarily said we will never be friends, but
0: she was like, we have an understanding.
1: Yeah, and that can
0: heal anything. Um, But they're definitely going to go the route of being sisters one day, so good for them. Is that what you want? Do you want them to be sisters? I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I was perfectly fine with them having a Carol robe type of dynamic. Ah. Where it's very much like I can work with you, but we ain't going to never be homegirls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Like,
0: and, and that's just how you got to deal with it. Like, I was a-okay with that. But if they want to go this route where at least they can like be in the same room together and like be cool cool that's fine share drinks and stuff
2: we'll, we'll see I would give uh, Marauders a 3.5 to me I think it was a really solid opening and really set up a lot of stuff um, to come I would give X-Force also a 3.5 out of 5 for me um, the art the art makes up for the Deadpool <laughs> for me yeah. to be honest yeah <laughs> if I could be all the way honest, and Hellions, again, for me, gets a four out of five. Um, I wouldn't be mad at either an art or, like, colorist change-up in Hellions, but still.
0: Okay. You don't... Um, you don't
2: dig the art? And no, it's not that I don't dig it. It's that I think... That's why I think it's just the colors. I think the colors are a little too mute for me. I wish they were a little brighter. But uh, I... I I think sometimes I just always want my favorite artist to write all of my favorite to draw all of my favorite books and that's just not
1: feasible (laughs) (laughs) you
2: know (laughs) so again four out of
1: five okay All right.
0: well those are the comics of the week let's go ahead and take a little break and then we'll come back for our character panel on Living Lightning let's do it yeah
2: Welcome back, y'all, to another relaunch. And this segment of the show is the panel section. And this week, we're going to do a... I'm mostly going to talk about a character (laughs) for Living Lightning. And, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about him and give more, some shine to him, because he is um, a character I find really interesting, even though he hasn't really had that many appearances. And I think that he could really like make some more impacts at marvel if they you go do more other characters
0: i haven't read too much with him um honestly i've only read the stories of him in oh okay Uh, a little background um the stories of him in avengers no surrender
2: yeah yeah and you get a really good kind of grasp on his personality there where he's like i'm Mm -hmm. very powerful i don't I want to be able to use all of my powers and I want to be a hero, but I haven't really quite figured out where I fit yet. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably why I like him. He fits the brand. <laughs> Very much so. You know, um, so I wanted to give like a little bit of some shine to him mm-hmm. and just talk about him for a bit. And so to start, let's get into his origin. So his name is uh, Miguel Santos. And up until recently, he used to go by Living Lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually in No Surrender when he changed his name to just Lightning, um, mm-hmm. which I actually thought was a very cute kind of joke. We'll have to do a reread on that soon, <laughs> uh, because during it, I think people kept trying to call him Living Lightning, and he kept <laughs> reminding everyone, "No, it's just Lightning. <laughs> 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 We're trying to get a kind of a cooler name, like <laughs> yeah, um, re-brand. So a rebrand, a relaunch, <laughs> if you will." So his his name is Miguel Santos. He is uh, from East L.A. Okay. Shout out One to the LA. downtown girls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have that in Los Angeles. Um, so his dad was actually kind of a villain, kind of like an extremist group. So the Living Legend, I'm sorry, the Living Lightning is kind of like a cult group in okay. the Marvel universe. And they wanted to, like, use these machines and control, like, lightning to take over the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hulk actually used to fight the living, the Legion of the Living Lightning. I mm-hmm. didn't know this. But this was, like, way back in, like, when it was the Tales of Astonishing and stuff like that where he was, like, fighting this. So it's interesting to see how with uh, Miguel's kind of... Uh, introduction and his origin, Mm -hmm. how they kind of use the whole, let's pull from the past and just make this character the son of whoever. And Mm kind of, something we see a lot more today, but it's interesting to see that this was done like back in the day. Cause he, his first appearance was actually in um, Avengers West Coast, number 63, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And he is kind of where he his powers. And that was back in 1990. So it's interesting to see like in the nineties, they were still even like, let's see how we can create like new, Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. new diverse characters, anyway. Yeah. Um. So, the Legion of the Living Lightning was and this extremist group that his dad was a part of. Uh. The Hulk ended up like taking that whole group out on like one of his like heroic missions.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and the Legion was destroyed, and his dad was killed. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody did always it. Right. So when he got older and was into high school, he wanted to learn more about this living this legion of the living lightning. It's hard to say. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So he broke into like their old headquarters. That he found like his dad's old map to them, and broke into their headquarters. Of course, turned on a machine by accident, plugging it in. That gave him powers. Turned him into the living lightning. So he not only could control electricity, he could also like turn into like a living He's living energy. Um, After that, he pretty much wanted to explore with his powers and just, he hit the streets, (laughs) really. And I started, you gotta (laughs) go. (laughs) He started just kind of shock stuff, throwing out lightning bolts and just trying to see what his powers could do, flying around. Little did he know he was like tearing up an entire city, Mm. uh, not realizing just how powerful he was. So uh, the Avengers West Coast were contacted to kind of stop him. Mm -hmm. The Human Torch actually ends up coming over to fight him and stop him. Mm -hmm. But this wasn't Fantastic Four Human Torch. This was Jim Hammond, uh, the, like, robot. Yeah, the The android guy. Yeah. So they fight. Um, Living Lightning actually wins. (laughs) So come on. (laughs) He beats um, the Human Torch. And the Avengers West Coast finally show up and kind of like Wonder Man's weakness, his weakness is since he's living energy, if you can kind of disrupt that, then he like disperses and he has to kind of pull himself back together while he's in his energy form. So that's ends up what's happening. The Avengers West Coast like use this thing or whatever and disperses energy Mm -hmm. and they they think they've gotten rid of him. Uh, Human Torch is like licking his wounds (laughs) because he got beat. (laughs) Um, so they thought that they dispersed him. He actually ends up getting re like put back together by this villain named Dr. Uh, Demonicus. Okay. Now, Demonicus is, heard yeah, you, you probably will never.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he's like in this whole other part of Marvel, which is interesting. While I'm like going through this origin of Miguel. Um, There's so many other characters that are in the Marvel universe that I just realize that Marvel just never really uses, like um, you know this Doctor Demonicus person or whoever, uh, a hangman who is in, involved in this. I think you had talked about them before. Um, Death Web, a lot of a lot of different random characters that's, that are. Up, that's a name, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I mean even. Demonicus was a part of something called like the Pacific Overlords, which were their own like West Coast team of villains who just wanted to like take over the world. Um, That's
0: what I'm here for. We need. I, I miss. I miss the villains.
2: Yeah, we need way more like villains out there. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: So if anybody's listening, Marvel, we'll pick up these villains and just I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: and Demonicus is like he's like human sinister because his whole thing was. He is all about, like, biology and can create, okay. he would, like, get DNA and stuff and create new things, clones and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he used Living Lightning to power his machines. <laughs> so <laughs> when, he, when he, like, recouped all of Living Lightning's energy, he put him in this machine and was using him to, like, power all his machines. Um, okay then he gave him this suit and told him that like this suit will keep you in your human form but you have to work for me and that's how living lightning pretty much joins as a villain. We mm-hmm. so kind of had a very similar intro as one where he kind of started off as the villain and then he mm-hmm. turned and joined the team after
0: you know the whole the team. I'm seeing I'm seeing a pattern with you in the characters yeah. that you like. <laughs> <laughs> I like those.
2: You know, sometimes you apply your ideals and your powers a different mm-hmm.
0: way. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, mad I'm not at it.
2: <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, then he joins the Avengers West Coast, and he's not on the team that long, probably for, like, 20, 30 issues there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's pretty much kind of, like, sidelined for a bit, although it was kind of in story his whole thing was, I need to go to school. <laughs> so he hmm. joined, got his lightning powers while he was in high school, and the Avengers invited him to come on the team as a full-time Avenger. Um, he was actually even a part of the, I know I talk about this a bunch, but that uh, Operation Galactic Storm, he was a part of uh, uh, Monica Rambeau's team, the team that went to the uh, Kree to kind of talk hmm. to him and stuff. So. He was a part of all these, like, kind of big missions, and mm-hmm. you know, so well, I think it was he on the Shiar team. He may have been on the Shiar team. Again, he's he mostly, like, on these teams, he's been there, but, like, not used a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He's, like, there fighting and, like, using his powers, but he's not, like, used a, a lot. So he, in story, he wanted to go to college, so he kind of told the Avengers he would be there as a reserve member while he went to school. Um, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, how Megan Thee Stallion was like, I'm a rap, but I'm also in college, but because, like, I got things to know.
1: do. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of gave him that storyline. Like,
1: I got okay. little- yeah. I respect so, that.
2: He would occasionally pop up, and he had a little bit of a stint where because he could turn into his lightning form, he could fly really fast. Um, mm-hmm. just touched on that a bunch in No Surrender. Uh, yeah. With- I do remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, Him and Quasar had a mission where they would like monitor this uh, space station together actually. And it was easy for him because he could like travel to and fro really fast with his lightning form. Um, And though, while he was up there, he would study. (laughs) 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 So they really like worked in there that he was kind of focusing on school just in case the whole superhero thing never worked out. Now, Miguel is Latino and Miguel is also
0: gay. Okay, LGBTQ Hey.
2: The thing with Miguel though is, I will say his coming out is something that just—I don't know if it necessarily wasn't done well.
0: Okay. As much um, as it's kind of done. Was it, like, was it like the Gene Iceman coming out situation, where like someone else outed him, or? No, he he kind of
2: outed himself, but like it was just in a very blase way, and it mm-hmm. was like, okay, we're gonna just stick with this. So his coming out happened with there's another great there's another Avengers team
0: like mm-hmm. there's
2: the coast team there's also the Great Lakes Avengers. We
1: mm-hmm.
2: will get into them because like mm-hmm. just not that's my the team. one with,
0: like the, the it's they're like joke Avengers. It's typically like a Squirrel Girl and like Flat Man on it things like
1: uh-huh. that. Yeah.
2: I don't really get down with that. So, so they invited Living Lightning to join the team. Mm-hmm. And he thought the GLA stood for the Gay and Lesbian Alliance.
1: So, <laughs>
2: so he up and was uh. like, I'm here for the Gay and Lesbian Alliance. And they told him this was for the Great Lakes Avengers. And he said, oh, never mind. And then <laughs> flew away. And oh, okay. that was pretty much it. So, from, and the writer of this was Dan Slot. Now,
0: yeah. Oh, poor Dan Slot.
2: Yeah. In his defense, it was like 2005, so I understand that, like,
0: it's how comics were at the time.
2: Comics were at the time, whatever. But he very much stood in, no, Living Lightning is gay now. Like, that's just he's a character, which I appreciated that being done so early. Yeah. Um, Back then, and he just really stuck with it when in okay. interviews and everything, because I—I I mean, my school didn't have a gay and lesbian alliance, but like if it did, I feel like anybody associated with it, people would just assume they were gay.
1: Yeah.
2: Or so um, I think back then people were wondering, oh, does that mean Living Lightning is gay because he was looking for the gay and lesbian alliance? And Slot really stuck to his guns and was like, yes, he's gay. Move yeah. on. Okay. Uh, okay. So they haven't really done too much with his uh, gayness and everything in story outside of confirming that he is gay. Um, mm. And he did have a bit of a mentorship with Stryker. I'm not sure if you read the Avengers Academy stuff. Academy.
0: Yeah, yeah I remember Stryker. I think was fine. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: he is going to show up in one of my New Warriors relaunches. Um,
0: okay.
2: But he has powers similar to Miguel. And he's also I think he's also from L.A
1: okay
2: (laughs) Um, yeah I think he's also from Los Angeles so I think they had a little bit of a like kind of mentor we're Mm -hmm. friends thing because by the time Miguel is like college age I think uh, Stryker is supposed to be like high school age so they're like kind of close enough where they had a bit of a mentorship he wants to kind of he was like protecting Stryker's family and a couple issues or something like that like they have a a report which
0: i would love to see more of
1: yeah that sounds cool
0: i'd have to get more (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was about to say more lightning (laughs) is there anyone um who's like writing comic books right now that you would like to see writing lightning um or not even specifically well also yes writers but also um where would you like to see him fit in the Marvel Universe? Do you, because obviously, you know, you like your cosmic adjacent heroes. Would you kind of like to see him in that regard? Do you want to see him doing more superhero stuff on the ground? Would you like to see him in like a teaching capacity? You know, how Justice is kind of going around as a cop right now. Uh, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's running around <laughs> as a cop right now trying to arrest the champions. Is that, like, where do you see lightning, and who yeah. do you kind of want to take <laughs> next
2: um, First and foremost, uh, the last time I saw Justice,
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, I think he was doing something out in space, and I think somebody called all the Marvel Boys, and, like, he turned, and so did Novar uh, and all of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was the last time I will recognize Justice.
0: Okay, um, well, he's a cop now. Until we...
2: <laughs> But as far as um, lightning, uh, you know, I thought about that, and so my bias will say that I want him in space. So, you know, he is a character that, like a lot of my faves, has kind of an energy manipulation aspect to his powers, which can mm-hmm. really be explored a lot further in space. Um, and those characters usually end up having more power than what's around them. So mm. it's not like he can fight like the street level characters. He's don't blast them all. So mm-hmm. my bias on the Guardians of the Galaxy with, uh, with Al Ewing writing, I actually think he would fit that team well. I think he'd have mm-hmm. a really good rapport with all. It of is him. gaze in space. So gaze in space. <laughs> <laughs> he would work out great. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: I think you know what. I should put that in his ear. I should tweet him that or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's taking Venom out to space, too, so maybe Lightning can fight Venom or something like that.
2: (laughs) That'll do. Uh, But I think Lightning would be great out in space. Um, If he was not out on the Guardians team, which he's actually, like, I think he interacted with a lot of them in uh, a lot of different issues and in No Surrender, I think, too, so... Mm. That would be too far-fetched for him to kind of join that team. If he wasn't there, I would actually probably like um, Kelly Thompson to write him and
0: mm. be in the Captain Marvel book. That would be nice. That would yeah. be nice. Do you think um, his personality would get along with Carol's? Probably not. That's what would make it fun. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably not. I think like he would be more like fun, he would want her to be like, chill out. <laughs> you know? I can see
1: that.
2: And um, I think he would be actually he would also make a great addition in that book. You know, he's Latino gay. And not only that, like he he has a similar story with Carol where he would be kind of finding himself fix.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, like himself. I think he would be great.
0: Okay. Lightning Carol.
2: Listen there. <laughs> Maybe you could throw Mm. give him some background, explore his interests or whatever. I know that his thing has been he loves his powers and he loves his whole energy form, but I do think that probably there is some fear there um, with the disbursement of the energy and like having to bring it all back together. Okay. Um, He's gone on some like undercover missions and stuff. He used to do some stuff back in. Houston, actually, with the Scarlet Spider. Uh, there was there's a team out in Texas called the Rangers. So of course the Texas Rangers.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that team had like Scarlet Spider and I think um,
0: Firebird was on it. Some other characters that I think again. Marvel Oh, had. I remember that from the um, Avengers Initiative years. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. I remember that Firebird cover. I was like, this is amazing. She had, a, yes, iconic, yeah. iconic. Yes.
2: Lightning was a part of that team and okay. uh, was over there with them for a bit. So that was actually the last time we saw him in books consistently. And then we was able to finally get him in no surrender. He kind of seems like that character that the writer has to like be into him <laughs> to want to really bring him around. And mm-hmm. I think like Wade probably was a fan of him, and I think he was also a part of no surrender. no surrender. okay, okay. I mean, like, you're making like, sense. Like, you know.
0: I think think bubbling um, under so I think he would be great there. He's definitely a bubbling under character, for sure. Um, I think about No Surrender. He was interesting in No Surrender. I think the energy form... I think he's got a lot going for him. Again, I, he, like we said, he's bubbling under. If the writers don't know who he is, then... But I will say, for one of his showings to be in Avengers No Surrender, which was an amazing event for the Avengers, like, that's a very good thing. If that, like, ever became a movie, like, maybe he's in there if they don't want to just write him out of it. But he was, like, pretty important in that,
1: wasn't he?
2: Yeah, he was really important in it. He was the one that kind of was the one that talked to the game master and kind of changed Mm. the game and the stakes of the game at the end. He was, like, telling them how the losers could have all their, like, memories wiped. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And the grandmaster was the one who kind of told them, like, oh, you know, I can't, I don't want to lose everything, so he changed.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: so I felt like he had a great showing in that. His powers were exponentially mm-hmm. like shown off in that, especially with I think he tried to <laughs> I think he tried to take it on the Hulk and like tried to sh- like mm-hmm. shoot him with some crazy energy blast and like that didn't happen. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he, after he did it he was like,
0: That was everything I had. Like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> well, okay. I mean okay. All right. I mean, you've got, you you put the bug in my ear about lightning. I won't lie. I've heard some things that are kind of interesting, you know. Also and the LGBT. Like out there
2: being, gotta I was just going to say, got to support, you know, the LGBT. I also think that he would be great as a character to explore more things with a gay character that isn't defined by a relationship.
0: Because mm, he's never had one.
2: He's never had one. So, like, you can show, it's not like you have to bring in, you know, The boyfriend character, too, because of a relationship, you can explore that.
0: He could come. He could come and.
2: He's got to have his. So I was
0: actually about to say he can come in and take Teddy from Wiccan if he would like.
1: (laughs) No, no. And
0: and definitely do that. No, they're like old now. They're like college ish, I think.
2: I don't know. I think they're too young for Miguel. Um,
0: You know, I mean. You know how the gays be. <laughs> Child. <laughs> That's not the whole, bad. Not bad. <laughs> But um, he could definitely do that if he wants. Um, I'm here for
2: it. I feel like they only ever even try to wheel him out now, mm-hmm. for, like pride events and stuff, and even that is not even picked yes, up. He
0: on. Has- does he have like a story in the Pride anthology that's coming out? Do you know?
2: I don't know. I don't think I didn't see his name listed there, and I didn't see him on any of the covers either. So maybe I gotta raise hell.
0: It's time you gotta start. <laughs> Such your thing. Get the, get it in the people's ear. Something's going down. He like. I think
2: that's... he's been on covers and stuff, but I don't think he's got a story in it.
1: Mm, okay.
2: You know, you know, they only gonna do that for North Star. and And Wiccan. (laughs) and Wiccan. that's how i know every that's how i know for you like you never got to worry about not having Wiccan content because
0: pride month gonna come around okay he is like marvel's gay character now yeah yeah it's fantastic he is there was a time where i thought that that was north star oh it was for sure especially like once he got married and everything Mm-hmm. And North Star and I think he was one of the first to come out at Marvel too. He is like the premier gay character, and he's a part of the X Men, which is like everybody knows the X Men. But for the new girls and the young kids, and, com- and the newer, and like any probably comic book reader maybe past the two thousands, Wiccan's your guy. And you know the gays love a witch, and what the is he a witch.
2: <laughs> He is <laughs> a boy
1: witch.
0: <laughs> like, he's always gonna be here. <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's win. great, yeah, it's
2: fantastic.
0: Yeah, Lightning I should could, become friends with Wiccan, then.
2: I could see that being like a um, he's like you know, his younger sister, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, make a kid. Oh. I don't know who he should be friends with. Oh, maybe Iceman.
0: I don't know about a relationship, but they could be friends. Okay. I have like a girl's night issue.
1: Yeah.
0: And Lightning, maybe Dakin. Is he still gay or bisexual?
2: You asking the wrong person, I don't read that book. Uh, book. (laughs) Wow. You know I don't read that.
0: (laughs) Well, some other people in the community to join them on this little outing. Then you know, I miss when we used to have those type of issues. I always talk about that Outback, I mean, not Outback, the Uncanny X-Men issue with the Girls' Night Out with Storm yeah. and Dazzling, like, truly one of the best comic books of all time. And then whenever Wolverine, Colossus, and Nightcrawler used to have their little outings,
1: mm-hmm.
0: great. We need more of those.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I feel like they only come up every, like, annual sometimes now. Yeah. Because they do that, man, in the Fantastic Four, like, uh, sometimes has his poker nights and he would, like, invite mm. random people over and stuff like that.
0: Oh, Thing's not interesting, though. And hey, he's a bit of a <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> I don't want to read him and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. if Bobby wants to get lightning and some of the other kids out to play, we can read that. Because they do always have, like, Wiccan... Um, Wiccan goes to a lot of, like, drag brunches. But he's always with like Kate Bishop.
2: <laughs> See, he's some good like gay friends there. Yeah,
0: because his man is an abuser <laughs> who keeps him in the house. If Emotionally. I feel, like, I feel like I'm going nowhere. Emotionally, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. We will get he free. He'll be
1: right one there day.
0: too, though. I mean, he's going to get free one he like day. He'll like it.
1: It like it's emotional him.
0: abuse. It's my emotional man. abuse. My he <laughs> it's like Stockholm syndrome. It's like a Stockholm yeah. syndrome when someone kind of like beats you down so much then it's just like he's here now. That's the, it's all he knows because he don't got no other friends. Wicked
2: shows up and the first thing he says, Where's Oakland." <laughs> I'm in, I'm here for my
0: husband. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so sad.
2: <laughs> you know he in love That's just his, his man. Mm-hmm. That is uh, the character close up panel I wanted to do on Lightning. Definitely check him out, y'all, in some of those Avengers West Coast books. And uh, let's see him more out there. And let's take a break, and then we'll come back.
1: All right.
0: All right, everybody, we are back <laughs> on the green carpet, and this is everybody's favorite part of the show: another relaunch yes, section. Yes, it is. Um, Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? You know, I'll kick it off. Well. Okay, I'll kick it off. So um,
2: my relaunch is a continuation, basically, of the last panel, and that is Lightning. Okay, mm. it's time to, let's wake it up. Let's bring him on back. Okay. Uh, Miguel Santos. I will keep him as Lightning but I want to give him a miniseries, kind of like, you know how they have Reptile has his own miniseries out right now, mm-hmm. um, kind of reestablishing where he is in, in the MCU. I mean, I'm sorry, MCU, in the 616. Yeah. I would have give Lightning a mini, kind of showing him finishing college and being done with all that and figuring out what he wants to do as far as like his powers and superhero stuff. He's mm-hmm. gone past the whole thing with his dad, being a villain. Um, I would have him kind of just really more like a slice of life kind of mini, where you get to like really establish him, and then after that, I would have him join up with Captain Marvel, and have Kelly Thompson really write him, and be with that book. You know, I would love for him to go into space and be with the Guardians, but that team's got like fifty fucking members on it, so uh, I'd rather he he could get lost in the shuffle, and. If he were just with Captain Marvel, he could still go out into space, explore his powers. I think he'd be a fun, like thing to, to kind of challenge Carol. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. So I. Okay. That's- okay, Lightning and Captain Marvel. Then I guess I would not be reading any Lightning content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
2: good for him
0: to be in the book. You know, I thought that they, I
2: thought that Kelly was at least gonna
0: get you with uh, Enchantress. You know, it's because it's she's trying, but I don't know. It wasn't an alternate reality Enchantress.
2: Future version of her, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, so... But, but we're back in the present, and we're back with regular Enchantress now, so... But I guess um, Captain Marvel got is getting us on hold right now because the Heroes Reborn, so...
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. That solves that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ah, oh, Heroes Reborn is so good. Uh, but anyways, is Daredevil coming out still, or or is it on pause now too? No, I I, I don't know. I think, I think that's been coming out on its regular schedule. But I don't know if they count Daredevil as like an Avengers book. Okay, is it? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I think he's more like general Marvel. You, cause like obviously, well, I don't. Yeah, Hulk's still been coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a shame that Captain Marvel is considered, like, an Avenger and not in her own little universe. Okay, that's a thing for another day. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my relaunch is a character, um, one that I really like. So we were just talking earlier about the promos that Marvel put out for the death of Doctor Strange. And so, obviously, that means if he's dead, we probably don't have a Sorcerer Supreme. So my relaunch goes for one who's actually been the Sorcerer Supreme before, Doctor Voodoo. Okay, in this i would give him another shot at being the sorcerer supreme because the first time it honestly wasn't that great it was just a five issue miniseries if anyone has not gotten it you should go ahead and go get it it was written by rick remender um but in this one i feel like we spoke about how dr strange books don't tend to do well mm-hmm. we wonder why that is and i think it's because it's kind of vague what he does. We get that he's like the sorcerer supreme, he is like oversees all of magic, but we don't really know what magic is in the Marvel universe that well, and I don't think it's something that's ever gotten a good definition. So in this, I would also give him his own series, but I would have him exploring all the different aspects of Marvel in the Marvel universe and kind of figuring out how it works and what actually is he overseeing and what does he does because it's like yes, he's Voodoo But it's like, are you overseeing Atlantean magic? Like, what does that mean to you as the Sorcerer Supreme? Like, how are these people using their powers and how is that affecting you? And then Mm -hmm. we also get to explore a little bit more of it. And for that, I would have him bring someone along and that would be Scarlet Witch. I I had a feeling she was coming. (laughs) uh, It would be Scarlet Witch, A, because I actually like the relationship that they had in Uncanny Avengers. If anyone didn't know, they like got together for a little bit and I think they're really fun together. And B, Wanda just kind of she deserves to be somewhere right now. Like She doesn't have she, a story. She just had a hit Most TV other series. have a story, but she doesn't. Yeah, and it's like she doesn't really have too much to do, and I think she's kind of done this whole exploration of magic before in her own series that she had, but it was more so of like witchcraft and like yeah. what that meant to her. So I think like bringing her on that journey and her knowledge and what she knows it will be a fun dynamic. That's interesting. I've seen some people wonder if she
2: was going to be the Sorcerer Supreme and kind of get that kind of the role that you were giving for Dr. Voodoo where it's kind of defining what even the Sorcerer Supreme does <laughs> because I always I mean, assume he's supposed to be like protecting earth from something I don't know, I think, you, yeah. know you know no I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I can t- and I've tried a few Dr Voodoo I mean not Dr voodoo uh, doctor uh, Dr doctor Strange books before and I honestly can't tell you what happened to any of them and it's crazy because he gets very high profile themes on his books. Yes. Yeah. And they just don't. I don't know. But that um, was my thing. Dr. Voodoo let him try to be a Sorcerer Supreme again. He'd be working with Wanda, defining magic. We'd get to see them going around to different places, seeing their relationship kind of bloom and how it works. Maybe a begin appearance from Wiccan or three.
2: Mm. Interesting. Wiccan showing Me-
0: up. Be
2: stepdaddy. That would be cute. He would too. Mm-hmm. No, I
1: know
2: I know he ain't gonna be too far behind him. he can, He can't leave space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna stay right where he is.
2: <laughs> well, all right, y'all, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are definitely gonna be doing a giveaway when a planet size X-Men comes out. So definitely pay attention for that. Um. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at another relaunch as well as on Instagram at another relaunch. You can find us on YouTube. And if you want to watch the show at uh, another relaunch TV, you can find me at UncannyLZ on
0: most social media platforms. Ken, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Keen There's an underscore at the end. Oh, that's right. All right, y'all. So let's get up out of here and we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.